Oh, baby. It's game day in basketball today. We got the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Michigan Wolverines. We're going to be covering a lot of that. And then we'll also be covering uh, off season and then into the coming season of the college football between the Michigan Wolverines and Ohio State Buckeyes. We're going to get some jabs out. We're going to get some, we're going to get our, get our, uh, you know, we're going to talk crap to each other. um, I'm a little nervous, though, because I'm having flashbacks to a November day in 2021. It was a Saturday. It was cold. There was snow on the ground. Ohio State's playing in Ann Arbor. It didn't quite turn out the way I think Ohio State fans want it. It didn't turn out the way I don't think anyone thought it would happen. (laughs) I mean, I was at the game, and I certainly did not think Michigan would I didn't think that they would. I didn't think they'd win. That was for certain. Well, so here we go. So it's been a few days. It's a different sport. It's not going to be cold, but I'm feeling well, a little nervous. Outside it will be. Well, not, yeah, not, but not inside. So not, I'm, I'm a little cold, nervous. Hopefully. I mean, that would have been fun to play the game outside today, though. You know, the outside, frozen. Yeah, it would have been yeah, that low scoring, I think. It <laughs> <That laughs> would, would have been going down with probably some cramps and being so cold. That would have been fun. So, yeah, so this podcast is going to be devoted just to Ohio State, Michigan. For anyone who's listened to a few of them, and if it's a first time listening, obviously our passion is Ohio State, Michigan. I think every sportscaster kind of has their passion of whatever their sport is, their favorite players, and all that kind of good stuff. Ours, of course, starts with Ohio State, Michigan. So since the game is today, we wanted to make a special podcast, just Ohio State, Michigan. That's all this talk is going to be today, and we'll work on some other things later. So um, this is it. This is um, it's always fun. It's a great rivalry. Um, it's debatable. Everyone likes to debate the greatest rivalry in sports. I think we're going to always say Ohio State, Michigan. You know, down south they'll say Alabama, Auburn, and all that. But I think when push comes to shove, over a generation, over all these years, there's oh, yeah. nothing I mean, quite like the Ohio years, State so. and Michigan rivalry. And as much hatred as it is, and it's nasty, there's obviously still always a level of respect. Um, and um, it's always interesting. I think that we got um, basketball, obviously, completely different than football. In, in well, yeah, basketball is so much different because you get to play them. I mean, not every single year has Ohio State Michigan basketball played twice, but they do this year, and they usually will play twice home at home. So um, it's never, not as big of an event as the football game, right. obviously. That's I mean, just a one time a year. That's a Super Bowl, so. Right. So, anyways, but obviously, we're, if we're talking sports here, we're talking college basketball, and we got Michigan, who's coming in hot, and Ohio State kind of blew a big lead the other day. So, our passion, Ohio State, Michigan, had the chance to go to a few Ohio State, Michigan football games. I've never been to an Ohio State, Michigan basketball game, um, but... Um, I'm sure the energy level is going to be pretty good today in, inside Chrysler Arena. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be interesting. They were saying it was watching the game last or just a couple of days ago against Purdue. They said the energy was. I don't think there was a tremendous amount of fans. So they said the energy and there was very um, loud and it was there. I think it's going to be taken up to a new level today. Well, yeah, sure. I agree, especially after winning on on Thursday night against the number three team in the country. I think they have absolutely no reason not to be. And it's a Saturday at six p.m. I mean. They should, they should be able to pack it up pretty good and be loud. So if you haven't had a chance to follow what's been going on, Ohio State's 14-6 and six overall this season, Michigan 13-9. Um, and nine. Like I said, they're kind of coming in at completely different angles. If you haven't been following the college basketball season, Michigan was definitely a team expected to do really well this year and just kind of never clicked, as, especially earlier in the year. 
And Ohio State was, I think, expected to be a middle-of-the-road team in the Big Ten and see if they could surprise some people and win some games. And the season's kind of gone, I think, the way for Ohio State fans that they thought it would. I mean, maybe the fans aren't happy with their offense from time to time and whatever. They, they, they've lost some heartbreakers, um, including just the other night blowing an eight-point lead, I think, with like four minutes to go against Rutgers, which Rutgers is actually doing pretty well in the Big Ten as well, but not really seen as, as, a, as a threat in the Big Ten. And obviously Michigan kind of clicked everything Thursday night and kind of trounced Purdue, which... Well, they shot the ball extremely well from three. Everyone thinks Purdue's supposed to be really the best team in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they got Ivy, or not Ivy, Edie in, in foul trouble pretty quickly. They, I mean, the first play of the game, Hunter, they threw it to Hunter Dickinson down against Edie, and he fouled, He got a foul right away, which I think any team in the country, that should be your first play, is to go right at Edie, get him in foul trouble, and get him out of the game. Right. I mean, I don't care who you are, Hunter Dickinson, 271, 250 pounds, he looks like a little boy compared to Edie. So, I mean, that's just... I don't care who you are, you're going to look small. Yeah, two of the premier players in college basketball in this game, Dickinson and Lydell, um, both going to go in the NBA next year. Um, Both could have been player of the year candidates. They obviously are not going to probably end up doing that. But still, both players can kind of carry their team on their back. Dickinson carried their Michigan team last Saturday against Purdue when they played um, in West Lafayette. So I feel like that—that's why I actually kind of felt pretty sour about the game Thursday night. I felt like there was a very good chance that Michigan could beat them, um, just because they, they lost by six at Purdue. I mean, that's a tough place to play. That may be one of the toughest places in the country to play. Yeah, I'm sure it kind of built the confidence. Yeah, um, I mean, they played well. They just Purdue just kind of out edged them at the end, and I think that just kind of built confidence. And I think when they lost that game, then they felt like they should have won it. I think they just kind of came back even hungrier, and they came out aggressive. It was one of the first games all year that they've come out aggressive and then just played basketball. They played, they made shots. and I mean, it was the first, first time all year, I think. I think really. this game is interesting in the sense that you just talked about Michigan shooting the ball well, and I feel like Ohio State, or anybody who's watched some of their games this year, they either shoot the ball hot, they're, yeah. they're scoring, hitting threes, or they have a hard time scoring. Yeah. And I think Michigan's kind of the same way, so... Yeah. This game, I think, is either going to be like in the 80s or yeah. going to be like gonna be a 60 to 60 50. To 59. Yeah, it's going to be something <laughs> odd like that. Like, I don't know. I, I guess it just depends if they're hitting it, if they're hot, or what's going to happen. But, you know, you got an Ohio State team. I think Ohio State's 10 and 0 at home, but they're horrible on the road. Their record mm. looks pathetic on the road. Michigan's coming in completely opposite. Their home games have been pretty good, I think. Yeah. Um, so, obviously coming off of the momentum. But on the flip side, Michigan had such a big win. Question is, might they come out a little sluggish maybe? But, again, I feel like both teams, I don't think necessarily come out sluggish. They just don't hit it. <laughs> they hit yeah. the shots where they want to. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be That's the way I would describe Michigan basketball this year is, I mean, against Rutgers late in the game. I think it was it was when they played Rutgers, and, and I'm trying to think of who else they played when it was under four minutes. I think it was in regulation in two straight games where the opposing team went 13 or 14 from three against them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I mean, I don't think that, I mean, I think Michigan should be better than they are, their overall record, but at the same time, it's just, if you don't make shots and a team makes shots, it's just you got to tip your cap. I mean, I think they have definitely underwhelmed, um, but I think potentially they could get it going, and that's all that really matters is winning in March. You don't, I mean, that's the nice thing about college basketball is, you don't have to have a perfect season, regular season, and then just get hot and caught in the in the March Madness, just like a couple teams have in the last 15, yeah, 20 years. Yeah, we talked about it, that 
I think just about every year, one of those first those first four. Well, last year, UCLA. I mean, yeah, I mean, but that's happened. I think several times yeah. now. So just even being the last four in yeah. seems like one and of those. Then, like UConn gonna... did it with uh, with Kemba Walker in 2011, and they did it again. And I want to say a couple years later. I mean, just two two times that were they weren't the the best team in the country all year until it came down to the. To I think the gritty though in college basketball, you got to be able to shoot the three. Yeah, I mean Auburn's the number one team in the country. They struggle with the three. They just set a statistic on yeah. on ESPN a little bit. They're, about that. they're not this unbeatable team. I think the last I forgot I'm gonna say the statistic wrong, but like the last six national champions have shot at least something like forty six percent from three or something like that, yeah. and Auburn shoots like twenty nine percent from three or some yeah. number like that. So again, it's the same thing with Ohio State, Michigan. Someone if, whoever's hitting those threes. I feel like Ohio State maybe has a few more guys that can kind of get a little hot from the three. Question is though, does do they go in? I mean, it's just as simple as that. I think Ohio State's got two injuries. Um, Michi Johnson and um, Brown, I think, went down with an ankle injury or something the other game. So maybe a little shorthanded. Um, and who was who got injured from Michigan the other day? Well, Dickinson was kind of pushing through an injury, but. Uh... He played the. I mean, he played the rest of the way, but I, I'm assuming he'll be healthy. I haven't like read anything about him, um, so I would assume he'll play because he played through it on Thursday night, and I'd have to imagine he's going to want to play through this game too. Be great though to see Dickinson and Lydell. They both average about 20 points per game. Yeah. Be great to see maybe them kind of put on a show. Again, I feel like uh, I don't know. I feel like this college basketball season's been kind of odd. Like I feel like Auburn's there, but I feel like people don't really believe in Auburn. Yeah, I don't. I Who wouldn't be afraid of playing Auburn. I don't. Gonzaga. Let's be honest. Gonzaga, we already said this. No one's going to mm, believe in them until when? I never believe them. Um, Kentucky's always a young team, so you don't know about them. Um, but they're ranked high, and then you got Purdue. Purdue just gets smacked well, around. Well, Purdue just has. So I mean, Ivy is. I would have to say one of the top three players in the country, and I think they're their second big man, um, uh, Williams. I think is his last name. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't front him, he's gonna he's gonna put it he's gonna get a bucket on you. I mean, right. he's just as unbelievable in the post. His he's got a little shimmy shake. He's got the turnaround. I mean, he's just got everything. He's just a wonderful shot. I was I was amazed when I saw that he shot forty or fifty five fifty four percent from the free throw line. Yet, if you get him in the post, he's gonna make it. Like it's like almost hundred percent of the time. So I don't understand what the difference is at the free throw line versus a you know eight foot turnaround jumper. I mean, now defensively, if you're gonna look at this on defense, I say both teams pretty much stack up pretty evenly i i think when they don't score their points it's not because they're playing shutdown defense it's just because they're not offensively hitting the shots necessarily i mean honestly this to me the game's going to come down to offense here it's it's not like both teams are going to lock each other down it's just who's hitting the shots Mm -hmm. who's going to be um again who makes those threes i really do i think it's about as evenly match up as a game between both teams. I mean, I, I don't know how you give the edge to either team. So, mm-hmm. um, so again, if you haven't been watching Ohio State or Michigan play basketball this year, I think they're they're, they're pretty much, I, I would say, kind of not splitting images of each other, but I think they both could they both They're a could team that could lose flat. to anyone. Yeah. They could beat anyone. Yeah, like, I mean, I think they could, both of them could make yeah. a run deep. Or they, they both could lose get, the first round. Yeah. And, <laughs> they know, both and, could lose to a, a, 10, yeah. a 12, 13, 14 seed. Obviously, this game's probably a little more. Uh, Michigan, I think, wins this game. I think they're they're setting themselves up for sure. I mean, they're you got to look at the record, and they're what thirteen and nine right now. This is getting them fourteen and nine. 
because you're going to lose some more games, tough to yeah. play on the road, and you know it's going to come down to what the committee sees. But again, I think it's, it's it's a it's a big game. Both teams could take a huge step forward in securing their spot. I think in the tournament oh, field, yeah. and just kind of letting everyone know, hey, I mean, again, you said it. You got to build momentum. Got to kind of get them, you know, the team going in the right direction. Well, and and peak at the right time. I feel like mm-hmm. maybe like an Auburn team, maybe they've peaked already. Yeah. I'm not gonna say they're not gonna be a one or two seed because they're going to, but yeah. I would I if Ohio State played them in the final four, I would be well, yeah. I mean, if, as long as you have a good matchup for Jamari Smith, the uh, freshman. I mean he's just he's about probably about six eight, six nine and he kinda plays I mean he's like he almost kinda plays like a Kevin Durant, just obviously he's not Kevin Durant, but like his body, his makeup is kinda like him. And I think it's just kind of a hard matchup for most college teams to kind of throw. Because, I mean, who do you throw on him? You throw a guard that's smaller than him, he just shoots right over him. You throw yeah. a big guy on him, take him out wide and put him out the three-point line, he's just going to go around you or take the three right over your head. Yeah, so that's interesting. So, again, we got two of the best players in college basketball. It would be great to see them put on a show. Um, like I said, I think edge-wise, I don't, I, I don't think anybody could really argue. I mean, it's only a two-and-a-half. Michigan is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So, I mean, they obviously expect it to be a very good game. Yeah, we're gonna be um, we're gonna tape a couple cop podcasts. We need some food. We're gonna be sitting here watching it, and then uh, I think we're gonna go put our basketball skills on the line later. Then after the game, um, so it's gonna be interesting. I think again, it's it's one of those games that I, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like it's as evenly match up as we can probably expect. I definitely think though, um, it's just a huge momentum build. Like I said, if Michigan get this win after beating their rival, obviously after smacking around Purdue, after getting that nail-biter. I know on Twitter um, yeah. we're seeing some things. Michigan and Penn State probably wasn't the most um, glamorous yeah, I, mean, I, I put it I've out ever there. Seen. I think it was one of the worst <laughs> Division One basketball games I've ever seen. I think, I mean, the first half, I think it was 34 to 34, I think it was. And then the second half, I don't think, I think both teams only scored like uh, both under 20 points, I think it was. And so I it was 22 or 23 points or whatever. And I texted 24 to 23 in the second half. That's what the score was. And that's with free throws at the end. And I texted you the other day, like, now this is this is it for the Big Ten. Like, for instance, I mean, a lot of some of these games have had to be moved around and changed. They're playing a lot of games now. Well, yeah, I Michigan's mean, played three games in a stretch of Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And right. they're going to play again on, well, I guess not for until Thursday again. But still, I mean, they're playing. Be four uh, games in a week. Yeah, I mean, they played. They played Saturday, yeah, Tuesday, Saturday, Thursday, and Saturday again. Yeah, so. and against, I mean, some good teams. And Penn State, I'm not saying that they're not good, but they're a tough team to play yeah, at Penn just State. Gonna, they're going to be scrappy. They're going to play. Yeah, the I mean, game. that's just the way they've all they've been for a while. I mean, I think Michigan's played at Penn State the last couple of years, and I don't think they've won any of those games by more than five points. Yeah, so <laughs> they just play them tough. It's it's it, these these kids got a lot of a lot of basketball the next month i mean yeah. gearing up towards i don't know we must be about a month away from selection sunday probably mid mid march probably almost exactly the line. about a month yeah. away because it's the first week of march is the tournament and then the follow and then yeah so it's gonna be interesting so it'll be exciting it'll be interesting all those ohio state michigan fans you know the ohio state fans are hoping for a dub so they can kind of uh just change the Get get off the bat, the football bandwagon thing here, um, but it'll be yeah, interesting. Get them for in, sure. in 
um, Columbus in the last game of the year. And so. then again, that's kind of exciting. They they changed the schedule around, and it's been a long time. First of all, I think since Ohio State Michigan kind of played twice in the season, it seems like they. Yeah, like they last year they played, played them once in the regular season. Several years, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, I mean, it's, I don't understand why. I, I wish they would play twice a year every yeah. year because I don't think it's right to have one at one place and then not have the other team play them at home. Actually, I mean, it's a rival. It's like Michigan plays Michigan State every single year twice. Right. I know that a couple years ago, that's the only time I can remember in 2017, 2018 season where they didn't play twice. It's good to see that they're going to end the, the season, season together. And um, like I said, they've had they've had great tournament games even in the in the Big Ten tournament. So I mean, it'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, so now the important part: what do we think prediction wise? What do we think is going to happen in this basketball game? Um, I guess I I think personally, I think both teams are going to get hot. I think both teams are going to shoot the ball well. Um, I think um, I think I think we're going to see a, actually a decently high-scoring game for these two teams. I think I think something like Michigan seventy-eight, and I think Ohio State probably seventy, something like that. I think Michigan probably gets the the win being in Ann Arbor. If it was in Ohio State, I'd probably pick Ohio State. But I think both teams kind of have their own thing going on, and like I said. I, I, I can definitely see something like 78-72. I'll, I'll take the Wolverines in this game tonight. I was going to take 78-75 with Michigan winning, but I just it's just if they come out like they did Thursday, I would have to believe it went. But at the same time, it's like you come out so hard like that, and then do you have a dud? I mean, but I'll, I'll, I'll say the Wolverines – I don't. I think it'll be a good game, though. I think it's yeah. going to be a very good game. I don't think either team's going to run away with it and just kind of take the lead and, and just never look back. I think it's going to be a back and forth. There's going to be a lot of shots uh, thrown back at each other, and it's just going to be a good game. Yeah. Let's hope, obviously, like we said, I think it, I think get hot yeah, and put on a show. I don't know as much about Ohio State, but I know that I think the reason Michigan has been winning is, first off, they came out aggressive and played defense um, against Penn, or Purdue. They just came out hungry on the defensive side, and then they've just been playing their offense through Dickinson as much as they can in, in Diabate. I mean, I think Diabate, next year, I would have to imagine he'll come back, had a chance to be one of the best players in the country. I mean, he's a tremendous big man, and I think he's just going to get better the, the stronger and, and thicker he gets from another year of being in college and lifting weights and just growing. I say watch the first 10 minutes. I think it's going to come down. I think if Ohio State gets hot behind the line, Ohio State's going to win. I think Michigan's and Michigan's strength the last few years have been their three-point shooting. This year, I would say it's not a strength of theirs. And I think Ohio State has better three-point shooters. They get hot early. I think it could be a little different story than what I'm predicting. But I think that's what it all boils down to. Watch first 10 minutes. Who's hitting shots? And it's going to kind of carry over. So be interesting to see what's going to happen. Um, should be a really good game. So hopefully everybody enjoys it tonight. And, um, of course, then... And just a few weeks back in Columbus to end the regular season and get ready for the tournament. So that'll be exciting to see what happens. So we kind of chime away from Ohio State, Michigan when it goes to basketball. And of course, um, we just finished up the recruiting season in football, of course. We finished up an, a pretty interesting season in football as well. And of course, we've gone back and forth with the whole coaching idea with Jim Harbaugh um, and what's been going on in that story. Bottom line is, Michigan did lose their um, offensive and defensive coordinators, um, but they're returning, I think, a pretty solid team. I've read online, probably the best offensive line in the country next year. Um, they might have a quarterback 
controversy situation, I think, probably developing. But they got one of the easier schedules, I think, in Division One football next year. And well, it's about time they get out. <laughs> they play Wisconsin uh, every single year, and they play obviously Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State. Um, I mean, they and then I mean, there's just some there's some good Big Ten teams that are maybe they don't win. They maybe they go 500, but they're just tough teams in the Big Ten. Just well, to think about. I think we just talked about it with basketball with a team like Penn State, right? Like. Uh, they're just some nitty gritty teams. They they're gonna you know uh, we always talk about like a team like Indiana, right? Like, okay, Indiana they're not the best team in 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 sport, but they seem to kind of play you tough and then lose it at the end. So it, it'll be interesting. So the state of where we were, of course, Michigan won the Big Ten, made it to the college football playoff. They manhandled Ohio State in Ann Arbor this year. Um, it was kind of the perfect storm up there um, in Ann Arbor on that November day. The football recruiting season, both teams had top 10 recruiting classes, so both are going to bring in some great talent. Michigan have, like we said, a little bit of difference dealing with coordinators. And on Ohio State side, coordinators, they basically got rid of everybody from the Urban Meyer era. There's no more coordinators, really. These are all Ryan Day hires. Ohio State went out. They got rid of basically the entire defensive staff besides Larry Johnson. You're never going to get rid of Larry Johnson, one of the best recruiters maybe the best recruiter for defensive linemen in the country. Um, but other than that, they went out and opened their pocketbooks, got a great defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State, bring him in, um, and and basically got rid of that defense. They, they, they're they betting on the fact that coaches make better players. Um, so that's going to be interesting. So both teams, obviously, on the on the coaching side, there are some some changes that will be interesting to see how it progresses. We get ready towards spring football over the next, well, what, mid-March, right? Going into April, yeah. we'll start to have spring practice. Well, they'll have spring practice going. in the spring game, and hopefully it's actually played. I don't think Michigan's really played a um, spring game in, like, Five yeah. years. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting. But um, so on the Ohio State sideline, I think going into it, you got probably what I think probably the Heisman candidate, number one candidate going in there, C.J. Stroud, just light everybody up. Yeah, probably the best wide receiver crew, even though we just lost a couple good ones to the NFL, probably there. Um, you got a team that's going to be, I think, offensive driven again. And the big question is just what's that defense going to look like? And most importantly, I think on the Ohio State time sideline going into the spring practices, as I've been reading about it, it just all goes back to their manhood. I mean, everybody goes back to the fact that people think Ohio State just got pushed around, period, and that they're not tough enough and that Michigan looked like the tougher team. And obviously, if you're going to compete with the highest teams in the country, like Alabama and Georgia next year, Texas A&M, you're going to have to, to get hit, you have to punch them in the face. So... I mean, that's basically the Ohio State cry right now. Can they get tough enough to, to knock around the teams they're going to play? So on the Ohio State side, I think spring football is coming up here. They just set the date for the spring game. Bottom line is the defense has to improve, and I think the offense just has to keep kind of coming together. And um, there's absolutely no reason why this team can't be one of the best teams in the country next year. That's some optimism. You better have some optimism. <laughs> and the money they're spending to these coaches – I mean, I don't know. I think now we'll talk about the Ohio State schedule in a minute, but I mean, there's absolutely no reason why that team shouldn't be um, competing. Well, I think. I'm not going to disagree with that. So, what do you think about Michigan? Um, well, with their hires, um, everyone wants to talk about how they uh, hired. I don't know if it's like Jesse Minter. I don't know how you pronounce his name, this first name, but. 
um, how he had a, a terrible defense. But I also read that he, like, I don't know how they grade it, but that he had, like, the worst player, like, I don't want to say talent, but the players that he had on his defense were, like, the worst talent among all, like, Power 5 conference teams. I don't know how to explain it. I'm explaining it terribly, but... Um, so, I mean, I think he's kind of going to be like Mike McDonald and be a guy that he just has a lot to prove. Um, but um, the uh, offensive coordinator hire, um, Sharon Moore, I think was an easy choice. Um, he's been with Michigan for a while and just kind of kept working his way up, and I've never read a bad thing about him. He's a good recruiter, and I think he's he's been the offensive line coach um, this last year, uh, and they obviously made a tremendous leap. What type of identity do you think they're going to have on offense, though? Same as normal. So you think they're going to run up? I think they're going to try to run the ball first, and then so I think you still believe more of a pro style attack. Yeah, I think they're going to try to run the ball, and then that way it opens up. JJ's the, the quarterback. Um, I think it'll be more balanced if JJ's quarterback, but I, I mean, because I think they're still going to because he'll run with the ball too, though. Cade McNamara obviously can't run. I mean, I could chase him down with a broken leg. So right. um, JJ's going to run the ball. Um, you know Jim Harbaugh's walking a fine line though with how he how he plays his quarterback situation going into the spring and I mean do you think he's looking to establish one person? Do you think he liked doing what he did? I mean, let's be honest with I you. Think I think it lost the Michigan State game this year when oh, JJ yeah. came in and fumbled that football. Um, um, I mean, I just wonder if if the team can ever really completely come together if you really don't pick one quarterback. Yeah, I don't. I think it was surprising. For him to play a freshman, since he doesn't usually like to play freshman, um, he they definitely changed the way that they played guys this year. They played a lot of young guys um, on both sides of the ball. They played a lot of young guys, and I think that JJ has the ability to be a tremendous quarterback, and hopefully he's able to show that. But I think it's tough. I mean, being K McNamara, guy that led him to a Big Ten championship in the college football playoff, and no one really wants him to be playing. <laughs> so, yeah, but with the, the the offensive coordinator hire, they they went with Sherelle Moore as the the offensive coordinator, and then the co-offensive coordinator being Matt Weiss, um, who was the quarterbacks coach and still is the quarterbacks coach. Um, I think those were just. I, mean, I told you. I mean, you asked me a couple of days ago before they hired, made the official hire, and that's who I said it should be. And I think that was I'd be clear as day. I don't think it was even a question who they should be hiring. I think if they didn't hire Sharon Moore as their offensive coordinator, I would have told him to leave because he'd make money and be a big name court or a big name coach anywhere he wanted to be if he would have left. But I think it was a good idea to get him more um, responsibility and more power and more money <laughs> to yeah. keep him. I guess because no. he's a guy that could go anywhere. I think, in my opinion. It just seems like it's been a little tumultuous last couple of weeks for Michigan football. It seemed all kind of negative, and now hopefully now that they've established who they're hiring and all that situation's over, you can kind of just, again, regroup now that spring's coming up, get spring football on the road, and then uh, get ready for a long summer of getting ready for the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I think they'll be very good. I think they're returning they're returning three of the five starting offensive linemen and, and getting a transfer All-American center into the uh, rotation, and then returning both quarterbacks, returning two of the three starting running backs, and I think Donovan Edwards has a chance to be a tremendous running back, and Blake Corum, I think, is a good running back, but I think Donovan Edwards has a chance to be a much better running back. I think he's got, he's got tremendous hands. He's like a receiver out of the backfield, and he's kind of like more like Hassan Haskins where he just is tougher. He's he's about six foot two, 240 pounds, I would say, right. and he's he's faster than Hassan Haskins, but I would say Blake Quorum's probably faster than 
Donovan Edwards, I think he has a, the ability to be a tremendous player. And I think just, I mean, Josh Gass always said to get the speed in space, get the ball to your guys in space. And I think that's what, I mean, they have to just get the ball to their guys and just let them make plays. And um, they return all their meaningful receivers. They're returning their tight ends. They're returning um, defensively. They lost a few guys. I didn't think they'd lose. I didn't think they'd lose. I thought Vincent Gray would come back. I was hoping he'd come back. But, I mean, hopefully Will Johnson can step in his, his, his place and kind of be a tremendous cornerback. And then um, Chris Hinton, I was surprised to see a defensive lineman to go. But they're returning um, a lot of good players, and I think they'll be very good. They, they got a bunch of – they got a, a tremendous uh, defensive lineman recruit. I think it's Derek Moore, I think is his name. Um, I think he was the under uh, the Under Armour All-American player of the game or whatever for the high school football game. Um, so I think they got a lot of good players. Um, and then I think the questions are more without question defensively. Um, who are the guys that are going to step up without having Aiden Hutchinson, Ajabo, Hinton on the line, and then Vincent Gray going, Dax Hill going. And I mean, they, I mean, I thought Dax Hill was good, but I felt like they acted like he was the greatest cover guy. He was a safety, so he wasn't going to be covering a receiver as well as a corner. And sometimes he got beat, but he was still like a, I think he was just kind of like the, the, the coach on defense kind of more along with Hutchison, obviously Hutchison, obviously being the line and then X Hill being everything behind that. So then they'll be good. I think they have a lot more questions to answer on defense for the first time in my life. So hmm. it's compared to offense. Yeah. I mean, I think for Ohio state fans, I think the most important thing for you is I think everybody after watching that Oregon game knew what Ohio state was. So you knew I think you hit it because you kept winning games, and then, of course, you just absolutely destroyed a Michigan State team, embarrassed them, made them cry, but got the coach the most money in college yep, football yep, just about. So, I man, feel about that. I, what if I could – man, can you imagine losing a game like that and getting – but anyways, okay, so. And but, it finished in third place, which is a place that uh, Jim Harbaugh was made fun of for a long time, <laughs> and then now it's apparently the greatest season that anyone's ever seen in East Lansing, but I won't say anything until they beat him this year. Coming but no. I think, honestly, as an Ohio State fan, I think what you got the most excitement to look forward to is I don't think there's anything to hide this year. Like, again, you kind of, after the Oregon game, which was the second game of the season, you just kind of knew there were issues. And then I think they played Tulsa the next week and that was a tough game. I mean, but when you look at Ohio State's schedule this year, I mean, if you just start off the bat, they're going to start off with Notre Dame. Notre Dame's going to be a good team. I not yeah, just I completely. Don't think they're gonna... No, but I mean, come on, they're gonna. I would be top, shook. Notre, Notre Dame's gonna be a top Ohio ten State. team to start the year. Yeah, but um, I'd, I'd be shook if. And of course, they're gonna end up playing Toledo somewhere along the line. Which again, I think the Rockets gonna be a pretty good team. They play Wisconsin then on September twenty fourth. Yeah, maybe trying to get some revenge. Yeah, sure. Then they go at Michigan State. Um, then they play Iowa. Pretty early too, though. And then they play at Penn State. I mean, by October 29th. To play those teams, again, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Iowa, and Penn State. I mean, Ohio State fans, you're going to know if this Ohio State team is legit or if they're just kind of, you know, are we going through the motions? Are we just going to lose a game and then just beat up on some teams that we should and then go from there? And then, of course, you end the year a little bit differently. Um, Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland. Maryland, I think, is definitely an up-and-coming program over there in the East as well. And then, of course, you get Michigan and Columbus. But I, what I like most, again, as an Ohio State fan, is I think we're going to know right off the bat. I mean, you're going to know in that first month playing the teams you're going to play what type of Ohio State team is. I mean, when you play Wisconsin and Iowa, 
you're going to find out if you're a tough football team. Mm-hmm. Like, you're if you're going to find out if they beat you up, you're not going to have to wait to the Michigan game to find out if you're tough. You're going to actually get to see it. And you're going to get to see you play at least good teams too. So, again, I think as an Ohio State fan, September 3rd, whatever date that is against Notre Dame, can't get here soon enough to get the bad taste out of your mouth. Granted, the Rose Bowl kind of ended on a nice note for Ohio State, but there were still so many deficiencies in that game on defense in questions about, again, is Ohio State tough enough? Ohio State fans, you don't have to wait long. You're going to find out in that first month. And, again, I'm going to tell you right now, if Ohio State runs the gauntlet with that schedule, they're, they're going to be number one in the in the college football playoff. I don't care what, any, what other schools play who. So you're going to find out for real, I think, this year just what type of Ohio State team you have. You're not going to be guessing. You're not going to be wondering. It's going to be. So if you're an Ohio State fan out there, you should be beyond excited. You got the coaches. Everybody wanted certain people gone. They're gone. You're going to have a new defensive scheme. You got some of the best offensive players in the country, and you got a schedule that is an absolute gauntlet. So um, we're going to find out once and for all. Um, it's going to either be a magical season or it's going to be a, a kind of a bust, I'd say, on Ohio State side. So, again, Ohio State fans, hang in there. I think the brighter days are ahead for sure. You lost one game. Yeah, did you see the message boards and Twitter? Ohio State fans are ready to jump off a bridge. You guys are the softest fan base in the country. Not me. You Not are me. the quickest to, to, to be all games over. Well, yeah, I knew after that first drive in Ann Arbor, game was over. I was done. Yeah. It was horrible. It was it was embarrassing. But it's it was reverse. pretty, it was pretty um, wild in Ann Arbor, though. I must I'm say. It was a fun I like start. to use reverse psychology when I watch Ohio State. That's it's like when I tell you to think something. Right. It doesn't work. No. Not, well, doesn't reverse psychology. Nah. You're not because you're not thinking hard enough. Believe me, I'm thinking very hard when I'm watching Ohio State football games. I mean, I am just. Oh, it's just driving me absolutely crazy. Isn't it crazy, though? We get to, like, the first week in college football, and we're like, God, this is going to be great. we got another three months of this every Saturday. And then next thing you know, it's December. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... It's like, it's already over. It's it's, it's very depressing. The sad thing is I want September 3rd to come as quickly as possible, but... Well, you want the I summer to... I want my summer so I can yeah. golf. So, um, like I said, I want it to come quick, but let's just... Not go too quick, I guess, is the best way to look yeah. at it. So, Slow and steady. Yeah. Well, after May 25th or something like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know. Michigan, who they got on the on their schedule this year? Um, So they have, they do have a very soft schedule compared to, I feel like, normal. They play Colorado State, Hawaii, Connecticut, and Maryland all at home to begin. Then at Iowa, which obviously Iowa, talent-wise, I think Michigan on paper would be better. But at the same time, it's Iowa and, I mean, there's definitely been a few teams in the Big Ten that have done things to the top, to the top higher teams in the Big Ten. I mean, Michigan lost to them in 2016 when they were number three in the country, number two. Um, and then, obviously, Ohio State did the same thing in 2017. Um, so, I mean, I think Iowa's always a team to never take lightly. They may not be the most flashy team ever. Well, I shouldn't say they may not be. They never are the most, they're never flashy. They never do anything that's sexy or appealing, but... They just find ways to win at home. You have to do the wave to all the kids in the hospital. And I think it's just a tough environment and place to play. So um, that's going to be definitely their, their test um, after a month into the season. And that, uh, Indiana, I don't know what to say about Indiana. I, I was so let down of what they were this last year. I, I thought they were going to be a, tremendous. Quite a decent recruiting class, though, I read for Indiana this year. Like, oh, well, I mean, they're never well, who's, who's the quarterback, but... though? Panics is gone. Yeah, but they got a transfer, I thought, coming in. 
Who was the transfer? I don't know off the top of my head, but I, I'll have to oh. look it up. But, but I'm, still, I'll, they I'll just, just I was so disappointed with them this last year. I thought they were going to be a good team, and then they just the stuff hit the fan. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I mean, it was just a plot twist. It was a real shocker. Yeah. Um, but then they play Penn State at home, Michigan State at home. Um, so definitely some good games at home. Um, uh, can't wait for October 29th. I don't know why, but Michigan keeps playing Michigan State like. Right around Halloween, last three years. I don't know what the reasoning is, um, but definitely excited for that one. Can't wait to uh, watch that game. And then just kind of Rutgers. I mean, I I don't know what to say about Rutgers because when Michigan played Rutgers fourth week of the year, they looked like a solid team, and then I I don't even think they were bowl eligible after that. They were three and zero coming in Ann Arbor, and then they went. Hey, Rutgers made a bowl game, did they? Oh yeah, because they had five wins though. No, they got well, yeah, well, because the other yeah, team had COVID. Yeah, because the other team had COVID. Doesn't they matter. They in the back door. Rutgers fans, if any of you are Rutgers fans out there, we're I'm just saying, support you. I'm not. I thought they'd be a little better, but like when they started out three and zero, and then they gave Michigan a test, even though Michigan played absolutely awful. But I just thought, man, they, they got a chance to like at least you get six, seven wins, and then they just kind of went flat. I just was then you got Nebraska I see on there, and you, you don't know what's going on with that team. But yeah. I want to talk about the team under the Illinois. Think of that. Lovey Smith, the coach there. Going to Houston? Yeah, now he's a Houston coach. Yeah. I mean, the guy was not the – He beat Wisconsin. Uh, oh, boy. I, I tell you, it's interesting for I sure. I don't know what – is Houston trying to do this to them? Like, <laughs> are, they, are they following the Lions, like – plans or something i guess i'm confused as to what they're trying to do uh, because there's so many coaches. i mean i don't want to say anything bad about Lovey smith it's just like he's a guy that's been around he's been around town if you know what i mean uh, to oh, yeah. multiple I mean, teams we're just and, talking about you know and miami's ex-coach i mean this, he should be getting a job probably not Lovey smith anymore i mean yeah like, I mean, he's Lovey's a guy that's run his course yeah he's it's just a guy that's been everywhere he's i don't know how old he is but he's been around for a while i mean it's just like fool me once shame on you fool me twice can't put the blame on you it's like you gotta, he was a great coach, but maybe yeah. it's time to move on. Well, I think it's time for him not to be a head coach. Why not Brian Flores? Why can't he should be the head coach? Yeah, I mean, if you want to bring him in as a as a, 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 a coach. Or yeah, something, I mean, yeah. as somebody that's but not the head coach. But we got can proven be, candidates out there that yeah. can be this, and it's just I mean, a shame. It's just like when, you, it's like when you trade for somebody that's maybe 35, but he's already probably peaked, but you got a guy that's 22. Right. You got a guy that's 22 that's going to be got all of his career left ahead of him mm-hmm. in, in the game. Hey, so you take so Illinois, the, the cradle, the cradle of future and, future NFL coaches, and then of course it. they end with Ohio State. So, like you said about Auburn, have they already peaked? Oh, Lovey Smith has already peaked. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you you got to go with the guys that are younger. Have somebody mentor him. I mean, you can have Lovey Smith mentor him and kind of be kind of like a another coach to be helpful. But like you got you got these young guys. These guys are going to be they're going to do things differently. Right. Lovey Smith is going to do the same thing that he's always done. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. I mean, it's just that simple. Well, just a shame. Like I said, we got Brian Flores. He could have easily been the coach there. Just unbelievable. But, you know, we talk about schedules, and we're just going to – I just want to say something. I just looked something up here and just want everyone to hear this. We always talk about Alabama every year. We know how good Alabama is. Just listen to their schedule for one second. They play Utah State to start the year. Okay. Now, on September 10th, they play Texas. When, when you see Texas, you're like, oh, my goodness, Texas is Texas. Texas hasn't been Texas since Vince Young left, folks. Well, in 2006. So, it's a long time, okay? So Texas has not it been Texas. Granted, they got all these recruits coming in now and whatever, but to say that they're ready to compete. Yeah, but they don't have anywhere they can play defense. Well, yeah, I mean, that's No, they don't play defense in the state of Texas, I thought. Then, again, you talk about Michigan's schedule, but 
Louisiana Monroe. I mean, come on. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt come on. Arkansas could be solid. Now, Arkansas's up and coming Again, but to me, Arkansas compares to like our Penn State when yeah. when they play Penn State. You got Texas A and M. I mean, Jimbo Fisher. He's paid. I mean, he's he's assembled financially the best players. Yeah. I mean, I bet their players are getting paid more than the NFL players are. Yeah. I mean, so Texas A and M is the is the money spectrum of college football right now. Not that that'll be a great game. Not saying it's not going to be, but again, I think that's just Ohio State Michigan type stuff, right? Then they play at Tennessee. Tennessee can score. They can't play defense. Let's be honest about that. Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Let's laugh at that. LSU. Oh my Lord, Brian Kelly will have the players dancing. Um, oh yeah. Ole Miss. They obviously lost their quarterback. And then they play Austin P. I mean, come on. And all Auburn. That's today. I guess announcing they're going to keep their coach, but they want to fire their coach. Yeah. So again, when we sit here and we talk about schedules, I mean, well, I just think it's a it's a joke that now granted it's not. Alabama's fault, but like, who has been the top two teams in the SEC in the last five years? Yeah. And they never Just played tell each me. other. Yeah. yeah. Who, who are the teams that. So I they, mean, they roll in undefeated. Yeah. One of them loses the last game, and then they both get in the college football playoff. It's like Ohio State, Michigan. If they it's did like if they play, play each other, and put a West and East. They've both been in this last year. Yeah, let them play in the Big Ten Championship. So Ohio I State don't get only it. loses by seven points instead of two touchdowns. They're probably both in the college yeah, football playoff. I just playoff. don't understand it. So, again, it's just one of those it's things. It's set up where to have two SEC teams in there because Michigan plays Michigan State. Michigan State plays Ohio State. And, all those, and Penn State plays all the top teams. Um, Wisconsin gets a little bit more of a, an easier road, but they usually play at least one or two of the – you know, the Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. I mean, the Penn, Big Ten beats itself up all year. And That's what it is. Starting in the middle of October, we end up playing in what people call football weather yeah. when it's 30 degrees and snowing. I got news for I don't know who invented football weather, but I don't think 25 degrees is necessarily football weather. So, again, it's just one of those things. But, again, we just want to touch base a little bit on that, get everyone excited because we're losing football tomorrow. We're going to be in this long streak of no football, yeah. but – at least all of our Ohio State Michigan fans have a little something now to look forward to because September will be here before you know it. So, again, um, Ohio State Michigan, they're playing tonight in basketball, 6 o'clock on ESPN. We both take the Wolverines in a in a pretty close. I think you could very easily go either way. Well, no, I think we both, I think we both, yeah, we both agree I mean, that. it's just the idea that I think being at home, Probably you just got to give the edge, and I think in probably a month you'll probably give the edge to Ohio State unless one of the teams just goes off the rails over the next few weeks. So, again, so I know you're probably wondering, too, don't we got the Super Bowl coming up? There's going to be a Super Bowl podcast coming up as well. This, though, is just to vote to Ohio State, Michigan. We want to recap the college football season because we started the podcast once college football had ended. So we recapped it, kind of looking ahead. And, of course, now we got to get into Ohio State, Michigan and, and all that March Madness is about to bring. So it's definitely been um, – it's fun. It's it's exciting. I mean, we watch so much Ohio State, Michigan, we feel like we could probably go on for hours with it as well. So, again, now, we started the, the, the podcast with the Ohio State fight song. So I guess as we sign off, we probably have to end it with the Michigan fight song too. So all of our Ohio State, Michigan fans, keep it out there. Let us know what you think and enjoy the game tonight.